everybody. Thanks for listening to One More with Mike. I'm your host, Mike DeFrancisco, and today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite shows of all time, starring Kathy Griffin. Let's discuss Kathy Griffin, My Life on the D-List. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Today we're discussing Season 1, Episode 2 of My Life on the D-List, starring Kathy Griffin. Uh... I did a really quick recap of the first episode if you wanted to go back and listen to that one first if you want to be doing this in order you know it's just a quick uh you know 90 minute episode or so that I that I uh covered Kathy Griffin's pilot um I'm gonna try my best to be a little bit more concise today and see if I can't get this one down to under an hour or even better so let's get started um this episode is really great and I was surprised to find out upon rewatch that we already get the Christmas party fundraiser in this episode. In my mind, this was a season-long venture that she was preparing for, and and the party was the finale. Um, But it's actually episode two, which I think is fantastic, because, you know, as we kind of just saw with The Simple Life, um, it's great to, it's important to have a, a strong pilot, but it's just as important to have a strong and exciting second episode because that's where people are really making the decision as to whether or not they're going to commit to continuing forward and watching the whole season. So I think it was a really strong choice that they packed this big event into the second episode. And it's not even just the whole episode. Like, it's only one section of the episode. They also do a lot of other stuff because Kathy is busy. Kathy has got gigs and jobs and lots of stuff going on people always coming and going so they they are in no shortage for things to to show us that she's doing um so they're getting ready for the christmas party at the top of the episode it's it's the as we discussed last time it's her big yearly charity event for toys for tots and uh she sort of starts every episode with a little clip of her doing stand-up and the stand-up chunk that is shown is usually relevant to the topic it's kind of Seinfeldy in a way, actually, um, which is interesting because she was a guest on Seinfeld at one point for one or two episodes. But it's a it's an interesting way to sort of relate her work to her life and give some semblance of a of a, a theme or a narrative to each episode. And we see the clip of her discussing her Christmas party and kind of this, you know, she's joking, but she's also not joking about how she's discovered that she's not going to like just pay to have a party for the sake of doing it like she wants to get press there she wants to get big celebrities there and she's kind of cracked the code and the way to do that is you know to to make it a fundraiser and so that's why she's uh kind of gotten into toys for tots and and doing this party for them so that people are more like celebrities are more inclined to come and the press are more inclined to come and um and also you get maybe some free things maybe people are donating beer wine and papyrus rum to your party so you know it's a win-win everybody wins um but at the same time so now we're we're back at the at her at her beautiful hollywood hills mansion and uh the contractors are hard at work we've got um mike her live-in gay designer visionary um he's he's living there he's working there for free to redesign and and run this whole overhaul uh of of the whole home so that it's ready in time for this big party so that she's got this beautiful new sleek sexy home to show off uh, at this party 
Um, and Kathy says, you know, Mike's great. He's the best house guest you could have. He's such a great designer. And it's lovely that we don't have to pay him. And he's just always, like, seems to be just always having a beer. Like, there's a shot of him carrying just a full case of Bud Light. He's always kind of got a beer in his hand. She says all he needs is, like, 40 to 43 beers a day. And you give him some free beers, you're going to get your house done for free. Which is great and I tried to look up his information to see if that was maybe still on the table and I couldn't find his last name but I haven't given up yet I'm gonna keep working on that one and then at this point for a quick second and not to generalize but I was like wait a minute is Mike gay because I I I just like I think he is he is a gay because they call him you know the gay visionary designer but he's wearing like like a short sleeve button down white shirt and he's got a choker necklace on which to me and his hair is done pretty nicely for the time um, but then we catch his shoes and he's got like very like uh, like like dad sneakers like they're they're not cute sneakers they're not even like athletic sneakers that like you might be wearing to the gym they're like very functional like maybe like champion brand dad sneakers which there's nothing wrong with that but that doesn't track with like a california gay for me but you know i digress so kathy and mike are going to go furniture shopping which is great i could spend an entire day just watching kathy furniture shop harass you know employees of different stores and make jokes and and do that whole thing but we only get a quick clip of it and so they go into this place called la mart which from what I could tell, it looks more like a designer showroom building. Like, they're not going shopping at Marshall's or at Bob's Discount. Like, they're going to places that only actually interior designers are able to go into. And because of that, then they have to be checking in when they go in. And he has to show his, like, I'm a designer ID card. Because I think that the way that it works is you get access to designer products but also a lot of the stuff that you're getting is going to be made custom for you and I think you get you get like discounts because you're it's like a business relation you're do, doing like business to business kind of transactions I guess is sort of how it works so that's why he's checking in um but the person that he's checking in with and Kathy's with them says about Kathy oh is this your assistant and it's not. And that's just, you know, a running joke throughout is that people don't know who Kathy is. And she says, well, not everyone can think I'm Kathy Lee Gifford. And I guess we can't. Um, so we see our old friend um, from the sofa the, from the previous episode who came over to um, help Kathy and Gay Mike figure out their sectional sofa. They're going to get a custom sectional sofa. So we see him. Um, his name is Steven. And he... Uh, he he seems to be like a fan of Kathy but he also seems to be really nervous because I think that maybe he thinks that he's going to get in trouble for being on this reality show and he certainly is going to get in trouble if he like tells her that she could just have a sofa for free because that's just not I don't know so he says that he would estimate that this sofa based on the needs that she has is going to be about twenty thousand dollars he can't say the price that it's going to be for her on screen but he just says that he thinks it will work out um if i'm kathy and she says this later like I, that makes me nervous because i'm not gonna like sign a contract with your company for for a twenty thousand dollar sectional sofa assuming that you're gonna cut me a deal but i don't know what the deal is yet like I need to know percentage wise that we're talking above 
whatever amount in my case above 99% off but you know in Kathy's case it might be above 50% off I'm not sure I understand that we can't do this on camera you know for like legal reasons or whatever or for company reasons but it's it's still a bit um overwhelming to me if I'm Kathy and so she's getting stressed and so am I um she's so they're going around shopping for stuff she says you know i'm not above a floor sample we see that she's looking at this uh like tv living room unit that was marked at forty five hundred dollars down to three thousand dollars which i guess seems good but but also like three thousand dollars for a tv unit I, it's just why is furniture so expensive to begin with i but i digress um so she she they order a bunch of stuff they find a nice store clerk attendant who is a fan and wants to take a picture with kathy and she says well since you're gonna take a picture with me um can i get this leather table for free and so she's not she's not above bartering you know a photo an autograph maybe some sex whatever it takes she'll do it for a free piece of furniture and you know i i gotta respect because it's expensive and you know we gotta save where we can right um, so she gets back home after shopping and she's talking to Matt about how stressed out she is about everything. And then on top of it, she's going to have to leave in the process. Like there's, con there's contractors and building people going all through their home. It's basically like a whole remodel while they're living there, which is always stressful to begin with. But now she has to leave. Her and Matt are going to go. She has to go to this, um, celebrity poker tournament in Portland, Oregon, which do you guys remember when celebrity poker was like absolutely the biggest thing? I was so into it. I think there was a, it was a TV show on Bravo about a, like celebrities playing poker. It was, it was really, really hot at this time. And it's how I learned how to play Texas Hold'em. And I, I, not that I really play in person with people, but I could play, you know, on my phone, a nice game of Texas Hold'em. And sometimes I win fake money. Um, and so I owe that, I guess, to like Ben Affleck and, and the other poker playing stars of, of the time. Okay, so they arrive in Portland and we find out that they were flown in or chose to flow in on like an eight person plane kathy says and it is like a small looks like a private jet kind of situation and she says that ricky lake was having like a panic attack as the as the plane was landing which i just thought was interesting and i really wish that we had like some footage of that i know you can't really be filming on the plane but like i would have really loved to see what a ricky lake panic attack while while a small plane is landing looks like because that just feels right um but in any case when they get off the the plane the, there there are cars and a, and a team waiting to greet them it actually feels almost a little like an a-list moment to me when i'm looking at it and they get off they're greeted and welcomed and they get into a car and they're being driven to their hotel and so like okay this is a this is maybe like not that bad of a gig which is kind of cool um so uh, they get to the hotel, it's an embassy suites, and it's got a lovely lobby, and I wish I, I was staying there. Kathy says it doesn't look like a normal embassy suites to its credit, which to me implies that she means that normally maybe an embassy suite is not the nicest place to stay. I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, it looks lovely, and they end up in a, in a, in a very nice room. And so they're talking, and Kathy's saying how she's the only celebrity who's playing that's not playing like for charity to like to donate her award her her money earnings to a charity or i guess 
less about the money earnings and probably more about they're getting paid to be there in the first place as a celebrity. Um, and so they come up with, Matt sort of suggests like, well, why don't we say that you're raising money and it's for Toys for Tots because you're having the Toys for Tots event and we're going to use the money to help pay for the party for the fundraiser, which will also be raising money and whatever. So so it's kind of a, an interesting play to, to go and, you know, better than nothing, better than saying I'm just playing to, to keep this money, which as a side note, Kathy also did when she won Celebrity Mall Hawaii, which is, oof, I would love to cover that show, so maybe eventually we'll get into that, but Celebrity Mall Hawaii with Kathy Griffin, with one of the Baldwins, with uh, Ahmad Rashad, with uh, Dreamboat Eric Von Detten. Lots of great people are on it. Um, Kim Field, I think I think it's Kim Fields. Uh, like so many people, um, and um, it's a great. The mole is a great show to begin with, and the anyway. All right, so sorry to spoil it for you if you didn't know, but Kathy Griffin wins it, and she famously said, "No, well, I'm keeping the money because you know it was a lot of work for her, and why not?" Um, so they're there. They're going in. They're going into the. They've got the red carpet, the press line. But then for all of this hullabaloo about it feeling like a pretty high-end event, they still have to enter like through through the kitchen of the casino or something, which just felt a little like there wasn't a main entrance that we could have gone through. Like, I don't know. So so uh, Ricky Lake is there. They're like waiting to like go out onto the, the poker playing field. And Ricky Lake is there. They're chatting. There's also a basketball player named Scotty Pippen who's there. And, um, you know, I'm not uh, a follower of really sports in general. Um, so I did a little, a quick, a quick blush of research against uh, Scotty Pippen just to see what, what I might need to know if there was anything interesting about him to share. And I could tell you that he did work for the Chicago Bulls, um, which is uh, the same team that Michael Jordan was on, which even I know that. Didn't have to look that one up, thanks. Um, and, but then I was like, ooh, I wonder if, cause Michael Jordan, I wonder if this guy, Scotty Pippen was also in Space Jam, which I thought would have been fun. And he was not. Um, but I did find an in, informative article that explains why he was not in Space Jam that I just thought, this is a bit of a tangent, but I thought it was interesting. Um, so he is quoted as saying, I think that I wasn't in Space Jam because at the time I was recovering from I was an injury or an off-season injury, something like that. Um, but he did say that if he had been healthy enough, he would have been up to battling the Monstars. And that's a quote in an actual article. And I just thought that that was really funny. And that's from the Bleacher Report. I'm just going to cite my source there for you. That's not even from something as reputable as Wikipedia. It's from, from a from an even more reputable source called the bleacherreport.com. So thanks for, for that investigative work, Bleacher Report. Um, okay, so back to poker, which is happening. There seems to be a lot of people who have attended. They're all standing around to watch this poker game. And, and it, it's actually seeming a little bit stressful. I like there's a huge crowd and there's cameras that I think are only there for D-list. Um, and there's a... Annie Duke, she's like a professional poker player and she's got a microphone and a bad attitude. And she's just yelling at everybody. She's yelling at the um, the dealer, this poor old gentleman who I, I think is just overwhelmed to begin with. This isn't his normal day job, I think. 
And so maybe he forgets exactly how, like, the cards work or how the chips work or something. But then there's Annie Duke with a microphone leaning over yelling at him. Um, she's like, uh, stop, he wins the money. He's got kings. And it's like, okay, uh, oof, maybe. So, like, apparently we were taking celebrity poker really seriously back then. It wasn't, like, just all for fun. Like, we really needed to know how to, like, follow the rules and, like, count the things and... I mean, I guess it's a good thing that Annie Duke was there so somebody knew, you know, what we were doing because, you know. But um, I have to feel bad for this dealer because he's got Kathy Griffin sitting to his left. And, you know, God love her, but I'm sure she's a little bit distracting to sit next to if you're trying to be at work, especially if that includes, you know, counting things and, and, and remembering orders and monies and stuff. Like, you know, if I saw Kathy Griffin while I was at work, I would certainly not be able to do my normal job. And I'm not saying that he was like a gushing fan, but I'm sure that she was whispering some like funny jokes in his ear that maybe he forgot which is better, a king or a queen. I don't know. Um, so in any case, Kathy didn't win the poker game. Sorry. Um, but she, uh, gets back to the hotel and talks to us about, and this is something that I think everybody knows about Kathy from back in the day, because she talked about it a lot. She talked about it on the Tyra Banks show later, um, about how she will sleep in her professional hair and makeup so that in the morning, so she had it professionally done for this event, but she's going to keep it on, sleep in it, and then wear it again tomorrow so that she doesn't have to get, you know, a glam squad situation again tomorrow, which is, again, an economical choice, um... As someone who doesn't wear makeup, I can't really speak to it, but I do feel like I, 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 I hope that it's okay for her pores, you know, to like, to wear that at night for a whole night, but she'll like put down a towel on her pillow and she'll sleep facing up so that it doesn't get like smudged or anything. And, you know, so we, we see her get set up for doing that. And Matt's got his CPAP machine, which he like wears so that he doesn't snore. And it, I mean, he brought it with, from home. Like, that's how serious, I guess, his snoring is. And I'm not one to talk because I am told that I am also a very serious snorer. And I just hope that my um, snoring doesn't advance to a level that I have to bring a machine around with me so that my partner is able to sleep next to me or even in the same room as me. That would be pretty extreme. And so I don't know what steps I can take to avoid that, but I'm going to have to look into it because I really don't want to have to do that. And like, it's a face mask. It seems very uncomfortable. Um, so we get back home and Jessica's there. She's updating Kathy that Ray Romano had called or actually his assistant had called um, to talk about inviting Kathy to do a little fundraiser stand up for for a project that he was working on in, in March. And, you know, it's in December right now because we're in Christmas time, right? And Kathy, in all fairness, you know, I think, says, you know, I'm sick of this. I'm not doing his event unless he does mine, because I guess Ray hadn't RSVP'd to the Toys for Tots event yet. And so she's like, I only ask everybody, like, one favor a year of all of her, like, celebrity friends. She's not going around, you know, passing around the donation bin throughout the year. She's not making all crazy demands of them. She's just asking one night, can you stop by, show your face, so that we can get some press for a good cause. Um, and maybe a free sectional sofa. 
But so she calls Ray and she leaves a message and she sets up a nice quid pro quo, which now since the impeachment, we all know what a quid pro quo is. And, you know, it wasn't illegal for her to do with Ray Romano, just so that we're all clear. It is illegal to do if she was, you know, a president of a country talking to another president of a country. That's different. But as as Kathy Griffin, comedian uh, and actor, she's allowed to say, hey, Ray, uh, if you come to my fundraiser, then I'll come to yours. Like, that's that's okay. And so he, I think, is going to agree to doing that. But so it's five days until this party, right? And Matt's parents, Judy and Mark, come over to stay. And to be honest, they're very lovely, I think. Um, we don't see much of, of his dad, but we do see a lot of Judy. And she's there. I'm not sure if she's a professional chef or a professional caterer or what her um, credits are. But I do know that her credits include that she's kind of catered and cooked and prepared for Kathy's Christmas party for the past six years, which is impressive. Um, and so she must know what she's doing. And I wonder if maybe she'd be available to do a wedding um, of mine in the future because she didn't seem to get paid. She just was kind of doing it for lodging from what I could tell. So uh, in any case, we've got uh, Judy and she's going to be doing all of the food for this party, which is great. Um, and so while there, she's kind of getting settled in uh, and move, you know, moved in, I guess they're staying for like the weekend or a long, you know, three day weekend or whatever. Um, Kathy goes to work out with her trainer, Bobby, who's, you know, an adorable gay trainer. We love him. And she's talking to him about like, you know, oh, did you invite 17 people to the party? She's starting to get stressed about all the people that are coming to this party and everybody's inviting friends and friends are inviting friends. And so now it's exploded into 400 people that are going to be coming. And she's just worried that she's not going to be able to fit everybody into her house or have enough stuff. And like, doesn't that always happen kind of? Um, but I do think it was sweet, honestly, that she had invited her trainer in the first place, that she like is so close with the people in her lives, whether they are technically employees of her or not, that they're invited to her Christmas party and that they're invited to bring bring friends to this party like that's sort of sweet I, I I was kind of charmed by that so I just wanted to mention that that I thought it was sweet that that was her relationship with her trainer um she goes into a little bit of a tangent in a confessional about her eating habits and working out and why she's trying to like work out to lose weight because she has to compensate for you know her eating habits which you know I, I totally respond to and I, I should probably like learn a thing or two from her because I don't respond to the working out part that she talks about, but I do respond to when she lists all of the foods that she likes to eat in, in really delicious detail. You know, she goes through, she likes things that are doughy, she likes things that are fried, she likes things that you dip into dips and stuff, and ooh, who doesn't love a dip, right? So uh, I just, I, I could watch that on repeat all day, just listening to Kathy list off the things that she likes to eat, and then I would preferably like to be eating them while we're talking about them, but you know, I digress. That's like, don't you love to watch Willy Wonka as a kid and then just also have a bunch of candy while you're watching it? Like you're sort of participating in it. That's just something that I always love to do. That has nothing to do with this at all whatsoever. But so that night it's going to be pizza and game night. So we're having a pizza and the gays are coming over, but she doesn't say the gays are coming over because it includes closeted Lance Bass. God bless him. So, so Lance Bass is there. My friend Lance is here. Um, and he's with an undescribed woman giving her like a shoulder massage, which, you know, I went to school for theater. You, we, every gay gave every girlfriend a, a shoulder massage. Like that was, that didn't mean that he was going to have sex with her later that night. So I don't read too much into that. In fact, to me, that's a red flag that there's, there's a homo right there. Just 
going around giving shoulder massages because you know we like some physical contact every now and then don't we um so they uh some her her best gays from the first episode dennis and the other guy is there um there's this new gay named bob um they're playing taboo and they'd like to have a fun game night which i think is really cute and and, and normal like stars are just like us right um and dennis asks if if uh so they get Marines that come, like the U.S. Marines come to every Toys for Tots event, apparently. And so I'm thinking of throwing one tomorrow just to see if that would work. But in any case, um, Marines will come to your Toys for Tots event, I guess, to like bring press to, I don't know, they just do. And so Dennis asks, can we just get one gay Marine to come? Which would have been great we don't dive too much into that when they actually come like she doesn't find the gay one and whatever but he, i mean there probably was he says we won't ask and we won't tell just give us one and you know i hope that they did get one and even if we didn't see it on screen that's fine um ray romano calls back and he says that he's gonna make an appearance at the event he says i know you asked me to come for 15 minutes but can you like live with 12 and so he's being kind of sassy he's being kind of funny but to be quite honest like it doesn't feel exactly like these are two best friends that are uh, really joking around it's sort of like jokes that are laced with a little bit too much truth to be quite honest like there's a little bit of like frustration in there but you know we'll keep going and he you know he does end up coming which which is great and it's all for the children anyway so that's good um so uh so judy matt's mom brought her best gay robert and i love that everybody just has a gay in in 2003 or four or wherever we are um and so she brought from home her best gay robert and to be honest i love him and i want him to have his own show right now and i would like to watch it um, or Judy can be on it too. The two of them could have like a cute little cooking show. Um, I'm going to have to look into, I'm going to have to find this Robert guy and see if he's on Instagram because he's adorable. He's okay. So he's probably like six foot three. Um, he's got a bigger body type. So he's like kind of like a big Italian bear sort of looking guy. Um, he's got a nice like Tom Selleck mustache, but he's just like gentle in 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 energy and spirit i would have eric stone street um from modern family play him he's just like i just want to hug him and i don't really actually like hugs even though i just said a minute ago that gays like physical contact i'm not one of them i would prefer that we you know I, i'm loving the one thing i'm loving about you know the fact that everyone's going to be very mindful about handshakes and physical contact because of the coronavirus is like there will probably be a lot less hugging just in general that happens in the future and that sounds kind of great to me um but that's my own personal issues you know that's got nothing to do with robert judy or kathy griffin so we're going to continue moving forward we get some furniture delivered they're like trying to figure out where to place all the furniture and that's exciting but in the meantime kathy gets another call for another job she's got to go she's gigging um and she's a little bit like oh stressed out because the party's in like two days she feels like she needs to be there to like make sure that everything is going that, that everything is getting checked off every list or whatever but it's an important gig it's a pre-tape piece for the billboard award she's going to be like a little sketch on the billboard awards um so she's going to go and do that uh before she's able to go though we do see that the custom sofa arrives thank you steven he got he hooked us up but we don't know exactly how much it was so the deal is that she can't say how much it costs which probably means it was a pretty good deal um, but he, like, obviously the company doesn't want people to know that Kathy Griffin got it for, like, you know, 80% off. 
but they did do earlier when they went shopping a nice lingering shot on the name of the store before he went in before they went in so i think that maybe there was some kind of like marketing promotion thing that happened there that she was able to get a good deal so that's great and let me just tell you this sofa is beautiful it's like this gigantic um it's like black leather seating but the base of it and the back of it are kind of like white and it's got like silver metal feet and it's curved and it just fits exactly into this perfect space that it that, that it's made for the the baby grand piano space and it's beautiful and it's modern but comfy looking and so I, I mean I love it it was a great choice even if it was twenty thousand dollars I mean like I think if you have the money it's worth it. it there's nothing more important than a good couch I think in life except maybe for a good bed I think bed and couch those things have to be great um because you know you spend a lot of time on them um so uh Jessica gets an assistant to help her help Kathy. Um, so while Kathy's going to be away filming this thing for Billboard, um, she says, can you have your new backup assistant? I know this is like tedious or whatever, but like go through the house and clean and organize and just make it look beautiful. Um, she's like, can you like do my shoe closet so that it looks, you know, like the Nordstrom's shoes, which is interesting that that's the reference. Cause I think at this point we would all say we want the Carrie Bradshaw closet, but I guess that hadn't happened yet for her to reference. But now we would all say we want, you know, our shoe closet to look like a Carrie, Carrie Bradshaw shoe closet. But so um, she says she wants it to just look perfect, like sleeping with the enemy, which I think is a fantastic reference. And if you haven't seen that movie, I couldn't recommend it enough. You've got Julia Roberts. You've got she's it's like a thriller. And I love Julia Roberts in a thriller. And then also it'll inspire you for how to arrange like your cans of soup in your cupboard with everything facing front and equally distributed. And you don't have to be OCD to appreciate that. I think that if you're OCD, like you're, you're going to want it that way. But if you're not OCD, you're just going to look and be like, wow, that looks nice. You're not going to be stressed out about it, but you're going to enjoy it. So in any case, Kathy says bye to Matt and she, she leaves. She's going to film um, this this billboard clip. And it's a funny clip, actually. So she's going to, there's a Kathy Griffin impersonator and her, and they're both going to be in the swag bag gift room um, and run into each other and fight over who can have which thing, right? And um, so she says, like, but it's going to be, the joke's going to turn into reality because I'm actually not leaving there without a gift bag. And that's Kathy and we love a gift bag, right? So we meet this uh, actress who's going to be playing the Kathy Griffin impersonator. And she says, well, thank God. I'm so glad you're not a drag queen. I'm just so flattered that you're actually a woman, which, you know, cool. And her name is Nicole Parker. Um, I did a little research on her because she didn't look familiar to me, but I'm going to probably be obsessed with all of her work now. After I record this, I'm going to go look up on YouTube all of her stuff because she was in Mad TV. Um, she then later played Alphaba in Wicked on Broadway. I mean, which amazing, good for her. And she then she has this long list of celebrity impressions that she that she does, which I guess is probably through Mad TV. Like they'd love to do a nice celebrity sketch in there. Um, some of them, and I just grabbed some big ones that I was excited about, include Ashley Simpson, Celine Dion, Ellen, Hillary Clinton, Judy Garland, Julie Andrews, Kim Kardashian, Paula Abdul, and Terry Hatcher, who we just saw in the first episode before. Or maybe it wasn't Terry Hatcher. Maybe it was Nicole Parker doing a really great impression. I'm not sure. But 
I mean, this woman's body of work is is impressive, and I can't wait to go look at all of these impressions. Um, her Kathy Griffin is good. It's it's you know it's it's funny, and so they run through. They film the bit. We see it. It's good. And then Kathy, it's it's done. We're done working, and now she gets to go to the gift room, and she gets to collect the things that she wants. Um, and so that's I guess the the deal at these award shows is that there's a room with free merch. You go in, you get to get some free stuff, and theoretically, then you take a picture holding like this bottle of Belvedere or whatever. Um, and that gives them marketing and that gives you a free thing. And she said that a lot of celebrities don't like to do the picture part, but that's part of the gig. That's what you're there for. Um, and she's happy to do it. I'm here to work. That's what she says. Um, so she's going around grabbing some free stuff and it's fun, but nothing's more fun than this hair repair serum guy who, first of all, is very attractive and he's there and he's, you know, got like bedroom eyes and... I, I, I would describe him as like he would be played by Adrian Grenier Grenier I don't know how you say that guy's last name um, from you know Drive Me Crazy and that show Entourage um, and he's trying to explain the product to, to Kathy while she's like posing for pictures and smiling and da 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 but he's just like got one of those faces where he's just like he thinks that he's really charming I think and so he's just looking at her with his bedroom eyes and his like sexy smile and she's just like do you want to kiss me right now like you're looking at me like you want to kiss me and to be honest he was and to be honest I would have um but so uh then oddly Kathy steals some hangers from her dressing room which of all things hangers but okay and then she's gonna head back. Matt picks her up at the airport, but then Kathy drives. Like, he drives to the airport and then gets out of the car so that she can drive home. And again, I don't know, I'm just a person who doesn't like driving, so to me this is so strange. If someone else was gonna drive me, I would be so happy. But, you know, she said that she has, you know, um, control issues, and so she likes to be in the driver's seat and all things. And so, hey, if that makes her happy, if she knows that that's what she wants, good for her. She's gonna do that. Um, they get back to the house. The makeover is complete. It is beautiful. Um, it it just it's like it's so great that she went away and got to come back to seeing it like basically finished. All of the new furniture is great. Gay Visionary Mike did honestly a really great job. It just does look. And she says it, I have an A list house now. I might be on the D list, but I have an A list house, which is so lovely. Um, so it's 24 hours until the fundraiser, okay? The clock is ticking. And they keep, I'm, I'm not coming up with these times. They're giving us those timestamps on the corner of the screen, right? And so uh, they have to make, it's the day of, so they're gonna have to make a Costco trip. And oh my goodness, I miss a Costco trip like nobody's business. So she is going with Judy and Judy's got her production schedule. She's got her boxes left to check off. She's got her list. She's very type A. And I love that about her. I love her organization. I love that she's got a plan. She knows exactly which aisle she's going down, which one she's skipping. She knows what she needs to get. And it's a lot of food. I mean, like it's a catering amount of food for 400 guests, right? And she's working hard and I love it. And I think that she would be great to work with. I think that I could be on her team. However, I was thinking real quick, it probably wouldn't be great to have her as a mother. I feel like I could see maybe Matt might have some some control issues or something with, with having a mom who's so, um, like, organized and planned and has lists and check marks and all of that. Like, I feel like if that's your kind of vibe there, maybe it bleeds over into, like, every other aspect of your life. And I lucky in my life to have had my mom be a lot more like Maggie's mom, like Kathy's mom, Maggie, who, you know, is just along for the ride in good spirits with a glass of wine and, you know, no harm, no foul, no pressure, no whatever. And I very fortunate in that way. And so is Kathy. 
Um, so, but Kathy, speaking of, she's not really helping shop. She's going around trying every free sample in the world. And so that to me made me feel kind of sad because I'm thinking in the future that when the world reopens after, um, coronavirus, um, I don't know if, I don't know if like Costco is going to still do free samples anymore. Like it seems like a place for contamination to happen. So I, I hope that they can find a way, but I don't know that they will. And she, she gets to this, this stand where they have, um, a nice spinach and mozzarella ravioli. And it's, you know, you only get one. It's just there in, in, in a cupcake, you know, paper holder, like a single serve kind of thing. And it looks great. Kathy takes two. She says once for her mom, but her mom's not there. I mean, maybe she means her mother-in-law, but I don't think it's for Judy. I think that she's going to have both of them, which why, why shouldn't she? And they actually play some nice, like inspirational, like Rocky theme music when she like, when she gets them, cause she had been like searching the whole place for them. And oof, I mean, memories, right? Like who didn't, who didn't love a Costco free sample or every free sample from Costco, right? So um, we don't get a total on how much they spend at Costco, but it had to be hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. Like it was a lot of stuff. They filled the back of a van. They filled a van with, with the food items that they purchased for this party. So hopefully whatever she made at the celebrity poker tournament was enough to cover the expense of, of this at least, you know, and now we've got three hours to the fundraiser. It's three hours people. And Kathy has her, her glam squad, which I think is just maybe one or two, like a hair and makeup person. It was before the days of Erica Jane where we, everyone had to have like a Mikey Minden coming in, designing, bringing in sketches, bringing in fabric swatches, you know, adding animal hair to your hair. It wasn't that crazy yet. Like it was just like, someone came in to do your hair and makeup so that's going on then Dennis from ET comes in and he's doing a nice um like interview so there's going to be a lot of press coming and going which is cool um so uh, she she tasks her parents Maggie and John they're there they have a job to do they're there to work she puts them downstairs where people are arriving at a table with a guest book and their job is to greet everybody to get their name and email address to tell them where the bathrooms are and to tell them where they can check their coats if they want they got their glasses of wine that's their job that's what they're gonna do but the entire night they kind of get a little distracted they kind of forget that that's what they're supposed to be doing they they're chatting they're having wine and and having a good time and that's what we love maggie and john for that's classic maggie and john um, Jamie Linda Scala arrives and I did speak, um, at length about her and her marriages and stuff last time. Uh, uh at this point she is married to Mr. Descala. I didn't catch him there. Um, but obviously she couldn't have brought her next husband, Cutter Dijkstra, because he didn't exist in the picture yet. So that was a disappointment to me to realize that that's how time works. And because she was still married to the first husband that she couldn't have brought cutter to this one because he you know I guess they hadn't met yet or you know uh, him being younger than her maybe he wasn't you know like legal yet so in any case um so we got Jamie Lynn we've got Nicole Sullivan from Mad TV we've got Michael McDonald from Mad TV so there's a lot of Mad TV friends um that are coming to this party which is fun um uh, we've got the Marines. They show up. Kathy shows them around and she's like, hey, here's the bathrooms. Can you show people where the bathrooms are if they are asking for it? 
So the Marines are supposed to show uh, people like where they can go to the bathroom, but it doesn't seem to really be working because at a certain point we see that Jessica just has to handwrite on a piece of paper with a Sharpie bathrooms and an arrow and she like tapes it to the wall. So, uh, you know, we still have some D-list moments, I guess, still coming through. Um, some people that are here, let's just check in really quick. We've got Nestor Campbell from Suddenly Susan. You we also know him from Lost in the Dark Knight. Um, we've got uh, Jenny McCarthy, good friend uh, of Kathy. We've got Andy Dick, who is, you know, wild comedian Andy Dick. Um, as he arrives, Maggie tells him, good behavior, be on good behavior tonight, which, you know, at least on camera, he seemed to be okay, but you know, I'm not exactly sure what happened. Um, we've got Patricia Heaton's assistant, Patty, Patty Heaton. She couldn't make it. She's stuck in a meeting with, um, Mel Gibson, she says, and she kind of like rolls her eyes and she's like, I tried my best to get her here. And it's like, okay, Patricia Heaton's assistant. Like if she, if you knew that she wasn't coming, I don't know why that you honestly really came either, but you know, I guess it was all for a good cause anyway. So so she did. Um, we've got um, James Denton, who I had to um, like pause and take a quick look at for a second. He was Mike Delfino on Desperate Housewives, looking just really good. And to and I wrote down in all caps, gorgeous. Um, I don't think that I was really aware of of what a treat he was back in in Desperate Housewives time. I think I was more paying attention to um, that Jesse. Jesse, someone, the one who was the one who was the the gardener, um, he kind of had my attention a little bit more back in Desperate Housewives time. But now, as a woman in my thirties, um, looking at Mike Delfino, like, can you come um, fix my sink? And actually, my sink does need a plumber's attention. So, you know, if you're out there, James Denton, you know, come on over. Um, so there's drag queens. That's great. There's Jane Wideland. Um, she's, uh, a singer with the Go-Go's, but in my opinion, more famously, she's the singing telegram in the movie Clue. Da -da 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 -da. Um, so she's there and she seems a little crazy and I love that. Ron Jeremy's there. Um, that's fun. Interestingly, um, Adam Scott of, you know, Parks and Rec and, and TV shows and stuff. Adam Scott is there, but he's not named. Like they don't, pop up his name on the on the TV. So I'm not sure if he was really considered like quote unquote somebody at that point yet. Um and we get a quick shot oddly of him talking to Matt and he's saying, "Oh, do you have a mic on?" Like that's the that's the thing and Matt says, "Uh no." But it's an odd question because you can even see in the frame the boom mic hanging over both of their heads. So it's like Matt's not catching you in in some weird secret tv thing it, like this isn't a cynthia bailey moment where she's got a mic on. like i don't understand why he would have been confused or asking do you have a mic on when there is truly a microphone hanging within the frames it's so close to your face like the audience can see it so okay adam scott i don't know if maybe he's maybe not the brightest bulb like bulb in the box or whatever I'm, you know he's he's cute he's cute so that's fine um kathy takes some photos with the marines speaking of cute they're all really cute still no ray romano where's ray romano right um so kathy gets pulled away to do this interview with this uh kind of crazy lady from the star magazine which remember star magazine like what happened to all these like tabloids and stuff are they still going like I, I guess we get our trashy information from other places now so I don't how could they still be going uh but um so she's in the middle of talking with this woman when all of a sudden Ray Romano shows up and she just 
abandons ship in the middle she walks away in the middle of a sentence and that's fine and you know this lady from the star she's probably used to it so she um kathy um gets up there with uh with ray to welcome him to say hi and very shamelessly the the d-list producers have put up a countdown clock on the corner of our screen because we know that ray romano is only staying 15 minutes top he'd prefer it to be 12 um and so they're doing a countdown to see like how long that he actually stays um and um you know honestly he does get pulled around the house he's got to stand in front of the pool he's got to stand in front of the kitchen with kathy they're just taking pictures 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 um people are like press are asking him questions and he's like oh i guess making fun of people pays off or whatever like he's being kind and flattering to like the new house and the the design and everything but it does feel very uh, like a like a business transaction like he's there to just be photographed he, like like he's some like sex symbol or something it's so crazy that Ray Romano is the hottest person in this entire party and he has to be photographed you know in front of the new fireplace you, like but in any case so he's there he stays exactly 15 minutes and he leaves um, and as he's leaving he reminds Kathy of the quid pro quo that they agreed to that he that she's going to um do his event in march and and he's like you know you only have to do 15 minutes of stand-up so it's 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 we're even and i don't really think that that's even because i think that 15 minutes of stand-up is a lot more work actually than showing up at a party where there are four, 400 other people and taking some pictures you know in front of a new sectional sofa having some shrimp and then leaving you know like i think that one is not equal to the other but whatever ray romano um, at least he came, you know, that's more than we can say for Patty. Um, so I, I, I was unsure as to whether or not to report on this, but it happened. It's documented. It's in this episode and I kind of have to say it. Um, I'm not going to say exactly the word, but so, um, we've got, we've got a cut of Jane Wideland again of, of the Go-Go's and Clue and she's talking to Kathy and it's clearly the end of the night and maybe she's had a few and she says I tried to hook up with every F-A-G at the party she says it she says it uh but no one will hook up with me in my vagina they don't want my vagina um and I was surprised that that was kept in in the cut of this episode so surprised I was like did she say did she say fag? And I had to rewind it and um, and put on the captions. And it's caption confirmed that that's what she said. Um, or slurred, kind of, um, to Kathy. And Kathy's like, I know. Um, but, you know, I guess it was a different time. We were a little less politically correct and maybe a little bit less sensitive. I don't know. I, I'm sure no harm, no foul. But still, it was like, okay, Jane, maybe, maybe find a straight guy to have sex with. That is always a great start, you know. It always worked for me. Um, in any case, uh, everybody has to leave. It's the end of the night. We kick everybody out. And um, then we've got Robert, my dear old, the dear old gay with the mustache. Um, I'm sure Judy's passed out somewhere at this point because she's been working so hard. And there's Robert, and he's been helping and serving the whole night as well. And he's, you know, he's an old queen who knows that the host, the bride doesn't get to eat during during the wedding. And so he says to, she's, Kathy's like, thank you so much, Robert. Oh my gosh, we couldn't have done this without you. And without missing a beat, he's like, get hungry and she says oh my god i'm starving and so he says come on and brings her into the kitchen and what i wouldn't give to be in that kitchen with robert and kathy for a late night snack after a wild party just dishing about what crazy thing jenny mccarthy said or jane weidland apparently said and uh, you know like that's that's the after show that i really want and you know there's no footage included in this episode but d people if you if you have that footage you know on the cutting room floor 
I would pay good money for it. Not that I have any money, but if I eventually got good money, I would pay good money just to see what did they chat about? What did they have a snack on? Like, you know, what was that part of the evening? Because as fun as the celebrity and the hubbub of that all was, I do like a nice little quiet moment after it's all over, you know, just checking in. But in any case, um, it was a great episode. And I really appreciate that it was jam-packed with action. We went to like three different states in this episode. Um, we went to two different gigs plus this party. And I didn't think this party was going to happen until the end of the season. And it happened at the end of the second episode. So there's so much more to come, obviously. There's so many more um, gigs and celebrities to meet and, and things to do and find out. And people who are going to think that she's Kathy Lee Gifford. And I can't wait for all of it. And... Um, I thank you for listening and if you like I said have other shows that you think that I should be covering let me know what they are and I will definitely look into it because you know I, I can keep up with as many shows as you guys can so if we're watching them why shouldn't we be talking about them that's how I feel so thanks for listening this has been Mike G. Francisco with one more with Mike and uh, have a great one we'll see you next time okay here's the thing get out of my way you a-list boys, my pot of shoes.